Zero hours, Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours. Hello and welcome to Zero Hours podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I speak to comedians and creators about the best and worst jobs that they've done to get by. Today, I'm joined by comedian and warehouse operative Fiona Ridgewell. How are you doing? Hello, Catherine. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. I feel like we shouldn't have had this conversation immediately before hitting record. (laughs) No, yeah. (laughs) I was I was pulling back the showbiz curtain and pretending that that hadn't happened. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we went in immediately to recording a a hard entry into this. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Hit the record button. Yeah, don't even say hello. (laughs) Yeah. Straight to business, that Catherine Maffer, straight to business. Yeah, people say a lot of stuff about me, and that's the main one. (laughs) I cannot remember that. Neither do I, I don't know what I'm on about. I'm so sorry. It's a messy beginning, Um, but (laughs) it's it's the only one we've got, that's so, fine. I think it shows us perfectly, shows us off to a T. Yeah, absolutely. So we're both recording as well after a, a heavy day at work, which um, I think fits the theme. Yeah, yeah, for minimal wage. Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't know about, I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Mine's definitely, mine is definitely a working class minimal wage job for the time I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, I've spent many years trying to claw myself out a minimum wage and it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, because you like your worst jobs. I was like, they're all much of a muchness, to be honest. <laughs> oh, you mean my entire employment history? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to scroll through my CV, actually. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, let's let's get straight into it. Uh, what, oh, I, I mean, oh, we can chit chat. Have you got any? Have you got, have you got some, any? Have you got some hot goss? No, but I just feel like I pushed you into that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it sounds like you've got a long list. <laughs> I do. I've got a lot to get through, Catherine, if that's all right. <laughs> no pissing about here. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm going to do the opposite to a TV where I'm going to list them all, but I'm going to, instead of sort of like make them sound better, I'm going to really slag them all off. <laughs> that is exactly what we do here at Zero Hours. <laughs> that's okay lovely very much the vibe uh <laughs> and we also don't like bleeping out names either but if you want to then that's fine <laughs> oh okay i might do more sort of descriptive um descriptions <laughs> descriptive descriptions rather than <laughs> say the name of the companies just in yeah. case because the way my life works is i'll probably have to go back to them at some point <laughs> you've burnt all the bridges yeah i can't burn these bridges <laughs> Uh, so what's what what's your worst job been right let's start at the beginning um so when I was at university um I was hanging out with a boy and he had his own business with his dad which was promotional goods um which they did very well at but so how do I describe this so they'd give me a bit of work that I could do sort of cash in hand and I get to do it from home yeah right 
But what it was, so you know badges, uh, pin badges with like the butterfly backs? Oh, yeah. I'm a sucker for them. Love them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, did you know that someone is sat at home individually putting those backs onto those badges? Oh, no. It sounds prickly. So that, yeah, that was my job. So I'd get like 10,000 badges. They would come in from China and then I'd get the little um, sort of uh, display boxes, like jewellery boxes and the badge and the back. And then I'd have to sit and constantly put the back of the badges onto each badge 10,000 times over. Wow. And that, that was my... Yeah, I mean, what, what what is there to say about my jobs? What What was I doing with my life? How did you get yourself entertained? Um, actually, I don't mean to bring the podcast down, but I was probably depressed because I remember just being in my pyjamas for most of the day watching morning <laughs> television. <laughs> Jeremy Carl being like at least I'm not like that yeah at least I've got a job um so yeah I didn't really keep myself entertained at all um I, I didn't I didn't actually mind it that's the problem with me I I think I'm too resilient like I can stand too much like I can keep doing jobs for years so like I did that and then I um got a job as a waitress at like a uh, let's call it an American diner right <laughs> where a lot a lot of people were actually so that actually links and um, the way they used to reward you wasn't with like a pay increase oh. you used to get badges that you used to put on your braces <laughs> what oh so no this isn't the badge job now because that would be no. a real kick in the teeth wouldn't it yeah. you can have five back <laughs> Yeah, no, I moved on to waitressing, but I was getting the badges probably that I'd put the backs on as a reward for doing a good job as a waitress. <laughs> I don't know if you know which restaurant I mean, but they wear like these braces and they have loads of badges on them. Yeah. Um, I worked there and that was meant to be a stopgap because I'd done a degree in dance. Yeah. Um, and I was like, sooner or later, I'm going to get my big break as a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked in this restaurant for a year and I ended up being there for 13 years. Wow. <laughs> On and off or solidly? Oh no, solidly. <laughs> solidly for 13 years in customer service, um, pretending to be happy every day, <laughs> um, standing people up on their chairs to sing happy birthday, which yeah. was humiliating. For 13 years straight um yeah I think I think I actually as I'm saying it, I think I've got PTSD <laughs> oh no see that's interesting you say that about the birthday thing because it makes me wonder who is enjoying that because it's certainly not the other diners it's not the people singing it <laughs> yeah and even normally it's not the person stood up on the chair no I don't know why anyone wants strangers to sing happy birthday. And that was the worst thing. Like, obviously, like you said, the other diners, the other diners would be there waiting for their food to come. And their stupid waitress is over singing happy birthday, but she can't sing it alone. So she's like covering the whole of the team to sing happy <laughs> birthday whilst the restaurant is crashing because <laughs> we're all too busy 
half ass singing happy birthday to someone who doesn't want to be sang to. Mm. Um, yeah, and also the cake was free. So every time I gave them a bit of cake, I would eat a bit of cake. It's a real low moment. <laughs> hey, it's free cake. There's nothing low about free is, cake. Is it free cake or is it stolen cake? Because I wasn't meant to be eating it. All oh, right. <laughs> then that's even cooler in my opinion oh yeah actually that was another thing I don't actually I can say this yeah so yeah at at that particular restaurant um I'm I'm quite honest unfortunately (laughs) um so I just used to go in do my job and go home but one day I went in and uh, all the managers were sort of in one area going through receipts and basically half of the team had found a button on the back on, on the till which meant that they could be stealing money oh so they God. sacked half of the employees um because they'd all yeah because so many people sort of leave cash they'd been stealing cash um and I don't Part of me wishes I wasn't honest because a lot of them managed to travel around the world on the money that they'd stolen. Like <laughs> genuinely, Aww. one of them travelled round the world. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't steal anything. So too honest, so I just ended up being there for thirteen years whilst everyone else was in Thailand. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, fuming. But I mean, like they could have equally just you know ended up in in prison right yeah true yeah they didn't know they didn't know how I don't know that's happened a few times I don't think these restaurants can be bothered I think it must happen a lot yeah they just can't be bothered to go through the the system with it uh keep it pal that's right because I remember one of the blokes came back once and he said uh got to say Fiona this is uh the the most I ever earned and I was like earned you've you've (laughs) used that term very liberally actually (laughs) well yeah I mean so that with the air quotes (laughs) yeah exactly so what was it that kept you there for 13 years I know you said resilience but there has to be something else it's not is it no, I, oh, actually, oh my god, this is getting into my like psyche. Oh, I'm so I don't sorry. Know. Um, I know. Oh, I didn't think this was going to unravel today. <laughs> um, so basically, basically, I told myself that I would be like a performer. Mm-hmm. So I always said I would never get. <laughs> this is terrible logic. I wouldn't get a good job alongside it. Like I wouldn't get a career. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want that to pull me off track. Yeah. No, I think that so makes I, sense. But not for 13 years, Catherine. At one point, you have to go, <laughs> this doesn't seem to be working out. And I, I've got a tattoo on my hand, right, that says um, ambition. Yeah. Because I, I got that done as well. So I was like, if I have that on, on my hand, that will make me not give up on my dreams. Yeah. 
yeah, just sort of maybe unemployable to any sort of office space. <laughs> but I remember I was waitressing and this bloke said to me, he went, um, could you just tell me why a waitress would have ambition tattooed on her hand? Why well, couldn't? Yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah, I still stayed there. Um, yeah, because customer service. Have you ever done customer service? Oh, my God, have I done customer service? <laughs> what did you do? Oh, like all of it. Waitress, like I still see myself as a waitress, even though I'm not like I've done that for so long. Oh, okay. I didn't know that you did a lot of waitressing as well. Oh, God, too much. <laughs> too much waitressing. <laughs> I'm going to say something. I can't imagine you being able to pretend to be that happy with people. You're so honest. <laughs> it didn't uh, ever really come up in the job. So I was, doing it. I was essentially a table. Uh, that could breathe um, in the kind of waitressing jobs I was doing. I um, my friend used to say to me, she because like she'd be waitressing as well. She'd be like, "How? Why did you put on that fake voice?" And apparently, as soon as I go up to a table, I'd go, "Hello, I'm Fiona. And um, what would you like some drinks?" And then for my whole shift, I would talk in this slightly higher pitched voice. Like I was like just putting on this act just to get me through the shift it was so draining um and also just yeah restaurants are quite hard to work in anyway because the managers are are, are normally arseholes yeah um yeah quite often and I think as well like in diff I mean it depends where it is but like when I moved to London I ended up doing quite like you know fancy hotels and stuff and I think either people are well I mean they just they just bury up themselves by the time they get to management on the whole aren't they yeah I don't I don't know what it is I don't know if they get to man because this guy who was a particular pain in the ass he got some management through just being there for for a long time yeah like he didn't come in at that level he just it was like oh he's He's been here longer than 13 years. So let's make him a manager. Actually, that's a point. That no one ever offered me management. Oh. <laughs> Would you have wanted management? No, but that isn't the point, is it? The point <laughs> no, well, is no. <laughs> I wasn't having to turn it down. <laughs> no. Go back. No one was on. Yeah, no one was begging me to be like, Fiona, please. Like, we think you'd be really good at that. They were just like. Oh, she's still here. <laughs> Come on, let's go back now and we'll be like, you better offer a, you better offer this bitch management. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I don't know what else. Because I didn't leave there that long ago, Catherine. Yeah. I left there in lockdown. Really? So, so basically, oh God, it's just getting worse. If the global pandemic hadn't have happened... I would still be there. Yeah. But yeah. I think, I mean, me too. Not at your job. But <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, it shook a lot of stuff up, didn't it? Are you glad you left? Oh, yeah, 100%. But now that you're saying, like, why were you there for 13 years? I'm like, why was I there? And also, why would I have still been there? Like, why did I not try and find something... A bit, but I think as well. Sometimes with waitress, the money's quite good, isn't it? The tips and stuff. Yeah, 
and it's just it feels easy but actually looking back I think when you're doing it it's like oh this is easy looking back it, it is so draining having to pretend to be happy all the time to strangers to be spoken to like shit by strangers and by management you're like oh actually this was not good for me (laughs) no and just physically as well like burning yourself being on your feet for that long carrying stuff it's it's physically very difficult too isn't it yeah because I'd do a shift that would like start at 10 a.m in the morning and I'd leave at um 1 a.m the next I'd do a 13 hour shift yeah and I wouldn't stop for a break yeah I just work the way through so yeah it was pretty full-on yeah I think I was probably doing about 20,000 steps a day actually so actually that's the positive we're looking for positives (laughs) yeah are we looking for positives yeah yeah if you want (laughs) positive 20,000 steps burnt a day brilliant yeah um what are the other positives from that job uh no that's it But no, I think that that your logic for it was very sound. Like, you know, it is nice to have a job that you can just go to and then do it and then come home and you've got nothing to, you know, it's not with you, is it? It's it's done and you're not stressing about it. You can just go and do your comedy. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, if I hadn't have had something else, to focus on I don't think I would have stayed as long because I wouldn't not because there's anything wrong with being a waitress it's just I don't think I would have put up with that shit for that long yeah but I think where you you're like well this is just funding the other thing this is just and you you're constantly telling yourself oh this is just for the time being until that thing takes off um because as well for a lot of that time I wasn't doing the comedy I was doing the dancing and then sort of switched to the comedy so then you're yeah. like okay well this still suits this this life yeah so what was that switch that happened between the the dancing and the comedy How did what that why did come I about? um I think because I was doing sort of the the dancing and that is so again as a job that sort of takes the joy out of it yeah. because you used to have to queue up around pineapple dance studios you'd get there at like I remember queuing up for a dirty dancing audition for the West End show and I'd get there at like 5 a.m yeah. and there'd be literally thousands of girls there oh, waiting yeah. to go in yeah to an open audition um I that one I actually got through the dancing bit so I was like oh, yeah, yeah I'm a very sexy dancer actually Catherine <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and then they got me to sing, and they were like, "Oh no, actually, not not for us." Um, but yeah, it's just you're you're like comparing yourself to all these other girls, and it's just, and you've got to be so confident. You've got to believe that you're the best. Yeah. In the room, and like push your way to the front. Yeah. And really give off that look at me, look at me, which you'd expect for comedy, but comedy you're just up there on your own and everyone has there's no one else to pull the attention (laughs) they've got to look at you (laughs) yeah the light is on you the microphone is yours there's no one that you have to go well actually I'm better than you because with comedy you're all individuals and you're all very different so 
I think yeah. although a lot of the time we feel like we're competing against each other, we're we're not. No. Because you're just being yourself. You're not going for one. Like if you're doing dancing, there's one role where you have to be a certain height, a certain look, and there's one position. Whereas with comedy, there's a whole bill of us, and you can be on there with other people. So yeah, I just didn't like the competitive nature of of dance. It just didn't suit who I was. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm a very sweaty person. <laughs> <laughs> so even if the dancing, like in the auditions, I remember because obviously you have to put on like a full thing of makeup. Yeah. And um, like your full eyelashes, <laughs> and it'd get to like halfway through, and there'd be like an eyelash on my chin or something, and it'd be like, <laughs> oh, okay, you're not get. It doesn't matter how well you dance, you look like crap, Fiona. You're not getting this job. <laughs> um. So yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that didn't really suit me. But I still dance now, like as a hobby. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but and also you go for such random because you're just trying to get any job. Yeah. At that point, you just want to be performing. So I did another thing where I went for an audition for um, Scare School. Have you heard of this? No, what's that? So you know, like, um, what's that group? Mer- the Merlin Group. Yeah. Which is oh. like um, Madame Two Swords, Fort Park, all, yeah. all of that falls under that umbrella. So like on the Saw ride, and there must be like a maze in Madame Two Swords people jump out and scare you. Okay. <laughs> and the way they find those people is you have to do an audition. And then if you get through that, you have to do three days of scare school where you learn how to scare people. Oh, my God. Um, so me and my friend Kirsty did that. And I actually got the job for that, but then didn't take it because I, th- I think it was something like 12 quid an hour, but I'd have to trek into London and... Yeah. Um, <laughs> At that point, I still believed I might become a West End star. Yeah. And for the for the scaring job, you had to like make like these noises, like yeah, <laughs> make weird, weird screaming noises and stuff. And I was like, I can't damage my vocal cords because how will I ever <laughs> sing, you know, <laughs> fame or whatever it was that I thought I was going to be in? So I didn't actually do it, but. um yeah, that's a weird world to be in the dance the dance world because you're just trying to get any job basically that you can. Yeah. And I suppose at least in comedy you sort of shape your own destiny. You know, you just like I mean you are still relying on other people to book you and stuff, but not to the extent that it sounds like with dance. Yeah, that is exactly the reason why I changed over because it was like with um dancing you are reliant on someone getting you in that room mm-hmm. um to show your skills whereas with comedy as you we just get up and do it and constantly get better and so even even at the beginning when you're doing comedy when you're not necessarily getting paid you almost still feel like it's a job because you're still improving and you're still working at it yeah whereas with anything like acting or dancing those interim bits you're sort of sat at home waiting and then that's when you start to feel like the other job is who you are and what you do so like if you're doing waitressing alongside it you're like oh actually no I'm a waitress I'm not an actor because I'm not acting whereas with comedy even though I was waitressing I was like oh I am a comedian because I'm still doing that four times a week yeah 
even if it is you know a little open mic nights mics like yeah there. but you still feel like you're pushing towards something and you're working at it I think yeah um yeah I agree it's a it's a, a good hobby is it at what point did so was it always like I want to do this as a a, a job which I assume is your end goal right you know this is going to be my full-time um well, oh comedy but, but, yeah yeah like was it from the beginning or was there a transition into like yeah this uh I don't know because I I'm not one of those people that's like right I'm going to start this and it's going to by this point in this year I'll be on live at the Apollo and then I'll get that and then I'll get that yeah. But yeah, I I think maybe just deep down I was like, oh, this will be the thing that I'll do. Yeah. I yeah, I never really slowed down it. I just right from the off, I was like, it, yeah, it didn't feel like a hobby. It felt like I was trying to get to something. Yeah. I mean, like it, when I first met you, I got that kind of vibe. It was you were just very good immediately. I don't know, like, oh, I was probably a couple of years in by then, though, Catherine. No, no, I didn't. You didn't see me <laughs> at the beginning when I was really shit. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I think as well, though, the doing the, that's the thing, you think all this stuff doesn't help, but even like the waitressing and um, the dancing, all that, it all contributes to the comedy, I guess, because even, um, waitressing you have to be likeable and you have to sort of engage with strangers all the time even though it's one-on-one yeah I think that does eventually contribute to the skills you need to do comedy yeah absolutely and it's just customer service isn't it but in a different guise yeah (laughs) well actually I never want to think of it like that again (laughs) no I'm so sorry customer service to 400 drunk people <laughs> but at least you can tell them fuck off can't you can you imagine you can, yeah that at a cafe or at a restaurant just fuck yeah. off pal <laughs> yeah I, to be honest I don't think I ever lost my temper at the restaurant mm. I never yeah I never had to go at any of the customers um oh that was it you weren't allowed to call them customers I had to call them guests because Ugh. they are they are guests in it it's as if they've come into your home and they are your guest oh no because it was this like american one they had all these sort of theory like you had to learn you had to do written exams and learn all these theories yeah you had to learn all these theories so like um what was it uh the swan theory which is where you look graceful on the outside but underneath your legs are paddling underneath just to make sure you get everything done for the uh, for the guests um yeah and obviously you had to call them guests there were certain terminology you had to use like if you run out of something you couldn't say oh we've run out you have to say we're 86 something what, what does that um so it- apparently i well i don't really know apparently it meant that on they said so you'd say, if we run out of, say, burgers, you go, we're 86 burgers. And then if we got more and you go, we're 68 burgers, which meant they'd come back in. And they said that that was because a man fell out of a floor on the eight, uh, fell out of a window on the 86th floor, but blew back in on the 68th. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sounds legit. 
thank you. Sounds legit. <laughs> so I saw 9-11. Yeah, <laughs> those I people weren't those... blowing anywhere. No, none of them were. Oh God, yeah, no. I was like, yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, there were loads of weird things. The other one was like the traffic light theory. I can't remember. Oh, red, stop. Think about what you need to do next. Amber, get. Oh, get. Re- yeah, I don't know. I can't even remember the theory of the traffic light. It was all bollocks, basically. Oh, puppy dog in which is where you have to go down onto like, I don't know if you've ever seen like a waitress crouch down next to the table. Oh, okay. they, they'd like assess us and they'd be like, you need to be doing a bit more puppy dogging, which <laughs> means you sort of, I know. <laughs> so rude. I mean, if, if I have to. But yeah. I don't have a Okay. You don't have to, you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> uh, more puppy dogging. If anything, I need to be doing less puppy dogging. <laughs> um, yeah, you had to crouch down and be on their level. Oh, it's just a load of rubbish, really. But they, uh, I don't know why they do that. Yeah, you have to do exams on it. And uh, yeah, that was that. Um, oh, no. Can't remember what I was saying about that job. <laughs> no. But yeah, yeah, never lost my temper with them. I never lost. Um, but also, I think as well, I don't know what you're like as an employee but I'm I'm a bit of a nerd yeah I'm very much like although mm, the one thing I did used to do is that you really used to wind my manager up used to wind him up so much is I'd always so you had to clock in yeah and I'd always be like one minute late (laughs) I love it so it's like so it's, it used to really annoy him. And I don't know why. It must just be something in me. It would always like, it'd be one minute late. But it'd really annoy him because I'm late. And they used to have this um, saying, again, that you had to learn. Um, to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. And to be late is unacceptable. Oh, that sounds very threatening. <laughs> yeah, and I'd always be one minute late, but it... It's like not enough for him to sort of write you up or give you a disciplinary. No. But he just found it so, so annoying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think as well with um, the particular restaurant I was in, I think it's always sort of a job. It seems to be a job for people that were sort of moving on to other stuff. They yeah. didn't really res- respect the job. Yeah. So there'd, there'd be a lot of people sort of turning up straight from a night out <laughs> the night before yeah and so me me being one minute late wasn't the worst thing to be happening on that Saturday it would be people coming in that were still sort of off their tits from the <laughs> night before I feel like in those jobs you meet the best people because nobody there's like one person whose job it, it, it that is it and then everyone else has just got such interesting stuff going on haven't they yeah yeah, there are, because um, uh, actually we used to say, oh, there's such big characters here. It's all big characters. <laughs> and it's like, are we big characters or all we got, have we all got sort of mental health issues? Like it was a really <laughs> fine line because um, there, there was one girl that worked there. I don't know if I meant to say things like this on this podcast. but Fuck it. <laughs> she, um, there's one girl there and uh I was always a bit sort of wary of it. 
And then this guest came in and said, um, what's that girl's name? And uh, my manager said, oh, I can't say a name. Let's say Sarah. That's quite a common name. That's Sarah. And they were like, no, that isn't Sarah. That is blah, blah. And she's just got out of prison. And she'd basically lied to get the job. And, um, yeah, she she'd been given a new like identity and stuff that's so exciting <laughs> yeah I think she I don't know uh, well I do know what she'd done but I won't repeat it she'd basically kept someone in a cage oh good. yeah was it a big cage or I don't think it's so no and then I remember we were at the bar and she said something to one of the barmen she said um did you know you can buy straight jackets on Amazon and I said <laughs> Actually, I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me that you do know that. <laughs> and the barman was like, Fiona, Fiona, shush, Fiona. <laughs> I was like, look, if I go missing, we know who's done it, don't we? Yeah. We know who it is. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was those sort of people, but also some really lovely people. Um, but yeah, just people from all different walks of life doing that job. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what we should probably go... At- have you any other bad jobs? And then we'll go to the um, jobs. I don't want to cut you off in your in your stream. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just no, I've I tried another job in sales and I was really bad at that. Oh, it's so pushy, isn't it? Yeah, and so because as well, they sort of like they got me into it by saying that well obviously I applied for the job, but yeah. they said that it was um <laughs> It was sales for people that wanted the products. Right. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. No, but it wasn't. It was people that accidentally filled out a form on the internet and then didn't realise that they would then be hounded on the phone for the rest of their life. Oh, no. By me trying to sell them a cherry picker. A cherry picker? It was, (laughs) I don't even know what we were selling. It was like they'd fill out a form and they'd tick things that they were interested in. Um, but it could be anything from a printer to these cherry picker things, which before I started, I didn't know what they were. Do you know what they are? Oh, yeah. They're like the the lift, the, the lorries of the thing on the back. Yeah. Get, get up. To. I can't I can't explain. But <laughs> yeah, we can both yeah. see it, but we can't explain it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I had to try and sell those to people who had accidentally filled in forms on the Internet. Oh, no. So is this over the phone, I imagine, then? Over the phone, yeah. yeah. But, like, it would just come, the number would just keep coming round on the system and you just had to keep calling it. So you'd be calling something, someone for, like, anything up to, like, 20 times a day. Oh, my God. I think that was, like, the cut-off. Like, once it had, you'd called them, like, tw- you could then take that one off the system and yeah. then you couldn't call that number again until the next day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. So then if they answered and were just like, please, no, would they, would it be taken off the system or would you be like, well, speak in an hour? They need to say, um, could you remove my number from, from the system? <laughs> Which, so I'd be like, because I, I didn't want, I didn't learn, I didn't earn any commission in that job. <laughs> It would just be me hinting, like, they'd be like, can you stop calling me? And I'd be like, you want me to stop calling you? And they'd be like, yeah, they'd be like, did you want me to take your details off of the system? 
Yes, yes, I would. Would you like, could you just repeat that? <laughs> say the words. <laughs> yes, say the words, say the words. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> um, so just, yeah, I didn't do that for very long at all. So I was so bad at it. Oh, no. That's it. So, like, was there much abuse in that one? Or was it just um, getting hung up on? Just getting hung up on, really. Yeah, people don't. And and then also because my grandma does it, it's only it's either be hung, being hung up on or like a little old lady just sort of listening to you, but not really knowing what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> they sit, they tend to sort of hear you out, don't they? Yeah, they're like, but do you, you want know a cherry picker? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, what's a cherry picker? And you go, I know what it is, but it's very difficult to describe <laughs> actually in audio. So. <laughs> If you could come around here, I'll do the hand actions of how it moves. Yeah, exactly. I'll show you how it comes out of the lorry. Also, it makes you wonder, like, how did that little old lady fill out that form in the first place? Yeah. My grandma doesn't even know about Google, to be honest, and it's 2021 <laughs> now. Um, But, yeah, no, just a lot of being hung up on and a lot of confused people going, no, I didn't ask for that. It's like, did you maybe fill out a form? And they're like, oh. Oh, I might have filled out a form, but I didn't mean to. And then they just hang up on you. Like, okay. Um, but yeah, so there was uh, that that as well. But that's it, really. I haven't actually. Done... Oh, and I worked in River Island, which I actually didn't mind working in River Island because she got a good discount. Oh, what was nice close. Seventy-five percent. Oh my god, everything. No, seventy-five um, percent <laughs> off the stuff that you could wear to work, but you could wear like jeans and stuff. Oh, okay, so, that's not bad. And, and nice trousers and stuff and skirts. So, got, and then I think it was only about 25% off everything else. That's still pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty, it was good enough. Yeah, but there, that, I think that's literally my CV. Yeah. Everything else I've like, there, there are, if there's any employers, future employers listening to this, there are other things on my CV but they are not true <laughs> <laughs> do people check because I've only ever been in charge of doing interviews one time did a terrible job of it oh my god I'm awful judge of people but I didn't check anything on a CV oh really because I can give a shit it's for a children's play centre I I mean I think that's when you should be checking isn't it <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> That's actually when checking is really very important, actually, Catherine. <laughs> yeah, we won't bring up this criminal record thing. It'll probably be fine. Some of these What's kids this? could do with being put in cages. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Everything was fine. But, like, I would never think to lie on my CV because I'd be terrified of them finding out. But what would they do? Oh, yeah. But so the way I lie is um, (laughs) (laughs) um, so it'll be like a friend who works um, in a company and they'll say that I did admin there. Right. So they'll let me put them down as a reference. So the only way they could check is to call them. And unless I've fallen out with them, they're going to say that. Yeah, I work there. Um, or have worked there at some point um 
so yeah so it's not I'm not like saying that I was like a director at a top <laughs> company it's just like a little bit of admin somewhere and I've got a friend there that will um answer the phone and say yeah that's that's right yeah she's brilliant yeah. she's great <laughs> Fair enough. Didn't, didn't shout at anyone yeah lovely <laughs> Fair enough. That yeah, that's um a safe lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta make sure your tracks are covered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be an idiot about your lies. Yeah. <laughs> so what what's what's your best job? What's my best job? Yeah. <laughs> Yay, best job. Okay, so my best job is still quite shit. Okay. It's the one I'm currently doing. Nice. That's a good place to be. Um, I won't I won't name the company, um, but basically I picked it up in lockdown. So at that point as well, it's, it's about mentality. It's about your mindset, isn't it, Catherine? It really is. And I was just, it is. And I was just very grateful to have a job. Yeah. So you're in a different place. Um, However, this one, when described, so it's in a warehouse, but it's refrigerated. Nice. And you stand on your feet for 10 hours alone. That's a lot. In a giant fridge, right? Uh, do you have to do anything else or is it just... <laughs> just put food in bags, cold oh, okay. food in bags. So you just stand there and do that const- like constantly. Which sounds awful, but you are allowed to put your headphones in. Ah, the dream. So I have listened to 10 hours of (laughs) (laughs) self-help. Four days a week for the past year. And my God, am I lovely now. I... going from working in customer service to standing alone and like not having energy any of your energy drained by anyone else and just like in just all positive content into your head actually it doesn't sound like it from this podcast but I do feel a lot happier and healthier yeah that's good yeah so I think I guess my a job is what you make it isn't it absolutely yeah, I think it's who you're with and whether you, you know, you've got space, you've got the mental space to just be wherever you want to be and doing whatever you want to do. Isn't it? <laughs> really? It, it is. Yes, it is. You sound like Eckhart Tolle there. <laughs> uh, I know who that is. It's, it's a self-help author, the power Sorry. of now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Which the power of now, which I've listened to five times, which wow. is is the point of the power of now. I think it's just listen to it once and be in the right. moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was quite helpful to do that. That that I think that's definitely helped. Again, that's helped with the comedy because basically switch off my brain and don't use up any unnecessary energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Also, these jobs, you know, how much money you get in per month in your bank is security, isn't it? Because yeah. I think what, what we do is so, like, you never know where the next paycheck's coming from with it. It is mm. quite nice to have that little bit of security behind you, especially when the world was so upside down. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I was really grateful for that because as well, coming from um, a position where I had two jobs, so I was doing the waitressing and I had been doing the comedy, Mm -hmm. to lose both instantly you don't you never expect your sort of so comedy is your job that's like oh maybe this is a dream maybe this will happen but then the waitressing was like this is my security job this is the thing that pays the bills this is the so for that to go you never expect that to happen um so to be able to get something so quickly and very secure because obviously we were so busy because yeah. uh, it was it's basically a, a warehouse for a supermarket so that if anything we were getting overtime and yeah. the money was rolling in um but also it makes you what because obviously a lot of people were struggling for work in lockdown it makes you wonder if there are people that are like I really need a job but not that job yeah and the yeah I never got that because there were jobs like I was in the same session I lost everything <laughs> yeah the, the day that I do, it's just it's so overwhelming isn't it yeah but like there weren't I, I was willing to do anything you know not that not the puppy dogging that we were no earlier. <laughs> although there was not some anything. point <laughs> <laughs> I'll suck a dick to afford rent next <laughs> month <laughs> <laughs> I won't enjoy it, but uh... <laughs> it's security. Yeah, <laughs> need a roof over my head. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's weird, isn't it? Like when you get to a point now where, because I managed to get a full time job as well, and you're like, oh my god, mm. I, it's just such a, a layer of worry gone, isn't it? Yeah, like, that takes up so much space all the time. Yeah, and I think, again, that's what I've tried to do with my life is, like, create that space by giving myself easy jobs yeah. rather than... Because there's some people that do comedy with us that have got very high-powered, stressful yeah. jobs that they're really doing well at. And you think, how are you doing that and still have the mental capacity to do the comedy as well? Yeah, like, can you imagine being a doctor for a day? <laughs> yeah! And then writing an hour for your Edinburgh show. And they do. Yeah, how? I know, I, but you've got to know yourself, haven't you? Again, this is my self-help contract. You have to know <laughs> yourself, Catherine. And I know that I would not be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I am actually really grateful for that job and... Yeah, it just really helped me just listening to uh, to all that sort of self-helpy stuff. Yeah. So I'm feeling very positive and I'm feeling like I won't be doing these shit jobs much longer. No. And I'm not I'm not saying they're shit jobs because cause that sounds really um, derogatory to people that are doing them as their job. They're shit jobs to me because they're not what I want to do. Yeah. I get that. You know what I, I mean? I think it's not... I think it's never the job itself that is shit. It because all jobs are just jobs. It's just stuff that needs doing that you are doing for money. Yeah. But it's like the dickhead manager that won't let you put your headphones in or 
you know, horrible customers that insult you for no reason. Or, you know, like there's it's that's what makes it shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah, whereas this one, because there's no one, you you literally don't interact with anyone. Sounds <laughs> <That's> ideal. <laughs> there's, there's no one to make it shit. Yeah. You just literally walk in, you clock in, and you go and stand on your own and do your thing, and then you go home. So it's like, whatever mood you come in in, like if you walk in in that building in, that's probably the mood you'll come out in. Yeah. Because there's no nothing there affecting it. Yeah. Just which which I, which I quite like after 13 years in customer service, where you could walk in and instantly someone goes, ah. Oh, where's my food and oh this this is cold and oh you're an idiot and you're like oh okay (laughs) oh my feelings it's quarter past midday thank you whereas now it's like oh okay I've come in quite chipper and I'll leave quite chipper lovely yeah that sounds like an ideal job sounds great yeah apart from the cold it is a bit cold yeah I have to have to wear three pairs of socks really yeah and two cardigans one jumper one furry hoodie and a jacket it's very cold (laughs) I suppose yeah if you're stationary as well yeah so my friend was like he said oh I used to be a security guard like a a, like a bouncer he was like just be careful you don't get gout and I was like oh great (laughs) no (laughs) the king's disease yeah (laughs) from doing the king's job yeah you have to um apparently keep moving your feet even though you stood still yeah <laughs> tips and tricks Catherine. tips and tricks yeah if uh, if you're not laughing you're learning on this podcast exactly <laughs> but i think i think that's pretty much our time it has been okay. a pleasure um where what have you got things to plug where can people find you Oh, um, so 4th of October, I'm going up to Manchester <gasps> to do the, yeah, doing a frog and bucket, a work in progress with Rachel Fairburn. That's very so exciting. Plug that. If you're listening to this in the future, just got some dates through for um, Vault Festival. I'm doing that on, I think, the 4th of February and um, Leicester Festival. I'm doing that on the 5th of February. Oh, my God. That's awesome yes um and yeah so I've got those uh oh and I've got a podcast can I plug a podcast yeah do it three girls one pod I like it is that a play on the uh, on the the dirty video I don't know what you mean Catherine (laughs) you have really lowered the tone of this podcast actually (laughs) you are disgusting no it isn't (laughs) (laughs) one of those people shat in a cup (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely that... my my negative words that's how <laughs> lowbrow I am yes yes it is a play on when people shout in a cup <laughs> is that how you begin every episode <laughs> shitting in a cup yeah <laughs> not yet but there's always this week <laughs> yes <laughs> I'll give you some money for the creative uh, idea there, actually. Oh, cool, cool. (laughs) I started a new job, and part of that is just sending out pots for people to shit into. 
And I'm oh, well, if you could send one my way, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, well, it's got a little spoon in it as well, which I like okay. to think is for the laboratory end and not for... Their ends. Yeah. Just mm. dishing it up. Oh, God. <laughs> also, I'm hoping you work in some sort of doctor's surgery type thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's okay then. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason they're getting it sent <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a kinky website yeah. um, <laughs> oh well I mean there you go that ends on a high doesn't it it does someone who trained as a lab technician who got maybe like a degree a PhD is sifting through shit so there's always someone worse that's, there is that's, how you, that's what you've got to remember sick people shit as well it's not even a healthy poop healthy, it's not even a healthy poo no so no. you know, it could be worse. But yeah. sounds very good. Your festivals sound sound fantastic. You got you got three of the good ones there. Yeah. Isn't it's got the right show? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's time for that. Yeah, loads just... of time. <laughs> Isn't Vaults Festival cool? I've so... never done it before. I've never done it either, but I went to watch a show that is so cool. Oh, is it? Because I, I was meant to do it on the 21st of March, 2020. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, we all know what happened on the 20th of March, 2020. So, um, yeah, I am really looking forward to that because that's a long time coming. Yeah. So, yeah, should be good. What's your show called? Uh, at the moment, it's called Feeling Zen. I like it. Is that because From of the... Self-help, yes. <laughs> really saturated in it, really saturated it good <laughs> can't see the wood through the crystals at the moment to be honest <laughs> well uh yeah everyone look out for that um I, I i'm doing women in comedy as well uh oh yeah that... well. i always ask everyone else to plug their stuff and then I yeah let's plug anything. yours Catherine, <laughs> when are you when are you doing when and where are you doing women in comedy festival i'd love to come and see you oh my god i'm doing it on the 9th of october uh, and it's at half past three. I can't remember the name of the venue because my venue got um, damp problems. <laughs> so they've put it somewhere else, but I'm sure someone will let you know where it is. And it, this is our dream job, yeah. working in damp, damp <laughs> buildings. Um, yeah, Google that one then, people. Google it. Yeah, yeah. what I'd say. It'll be right. It'll be there. Or it won't. They don't, you know. <laughs> Last time I did the Weirdo Comedy Festival, I turned up to the venue and it was in the gear village and there was a, a surprise bondage workshop just happened. Surprise what workshop? Bondage. And the man, so it's like Saturday afternoon, there are kids about and the manager had to like convince these people to keep their clothes on. Um, and then, uh, you know, like those mystery tours where there's yeah. like a lot of old people get on a coach and they don't know where they're going until they get there. One of them arrived. <laughs> uh, so of the course. Man- <laughs> the manager just got everyone to come down and watch my show. So very good from my perspective, not from theirs. <laughs> so the people who had gone on the mystery tour ended up at Catherine Mapper's show? <laughs> yeah. So even even the people taking them there didn't really know what the end result was going to be. No. And then the, 
Okay. So the mystery tours really are a mystery for everyone until a manager calls you down into a basement. <laughs> yeah. Away from the surprise bondage workshop. <laughs> yeah. So I hope something like that happens at your fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, bucket. no, I don't. <laughs> You're at the frog and bucket though. Yeah, I believe so. Now That's... now that you're saying it, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's such a good venue as well. Google it, guys. Google it just in case I'm not there, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure we are there. Yeah. Well, have fun. Uh, it's Thank been wonderful you. to speak with you. Thank you for having me. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>